Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in quarantine, quarantine, we talk to good friends and great comics about love, romance, and everything in between. No one as of yet has taken us up <laughs> on our offer of a uh, to uh, of this contest, I guess we are throwing, to write us a better intro of right. what the show is in quarantine. Right. Something that really reflects our energy but also is informative. I feel like I trust you, the listener. Now, people are buying T-shirts, but hey. no one is entering a, a uh, contest, a contest for, a for a free T-shirt. So, And you know what? How about this? I'll open it up to any T-shirt of comparable value. <laughs> we will... So it doesn't have to be a couple's therapy T-shirt. <laughs> if you to, just yeah. want a T-shirt. If you want like a Modern Lovers T-shirt, I think there are available on Jonathan Richmond's um, Bandcamp. <laughs> I think they're oh about God. 20 bucks. So how about oh if you don't want a couple therapy t-shirt, any t-shirt of comparable value, including shipping and handling. <laughs> uh, oh, well, how, how is everyone, Naomi? How are you? We, uh, I, I realized that we have, because we in the quarantine, we've been doing uh, these advice episodes. We, yeah. don't, we don't get to really talk to the general audience much anymore. Right. We don't kind of unpack with them. No. I mean, well, that's, I don't know. I feel like we spend a lot of time doing that on the page. We the do Patreon. That on the Patreon. We like, do that on the Twitch show. By the way, right. Twitch every Wednesday, two p.m. on Twitch.tv slash Couples Therapy Pod. We are doing a live show for you, a, a version of what our live show here in L.A. was. Well, it's honestly just a shadow in some ways, because honey, half like every other Wednesday, it's me and Andy getting into it, and then the other Wednesdays we have guests, so it's a grab bag. The point is, you're coming for the lols and you're staying for the community, for the souls. Lols and souls. Lols and souls. Come for the lols. Stay for your souls. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a different thing. I guess I wouldn't call it like a, a right. shadow. I would call right. it a very different. Uh, one of our uh, viewers slash listeners uh, called it group therapy. It's basically group. Yeah, we call it group. Come to group. Share your feelings. 
it's very fun. Yeah. But what I was thinking, we don't get to, you know, talk very much yeah. uh, with, the, with the general audience much anymore on the on the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I want to do some updates from some some of the advice episodes. I love it. Some yes. of the people that we gave advice to or that heard the advice <laughs> uh, wrote us. So now, do you remember in uh, Punham's episode? Yep. There was someone who wrote, uh, well, I think, I believe she gave us uh, permission to use her handle at ThunderThighs on uh-huh, Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, her boyfriend lied to her. Yes, yes, I about. Remember. Well, I'm telling the audience. Who I know. No, I'm saying I'm living again. <laughs> who lied about uh, selling his gun? Said he was going to sell his gun. Right to get some rims. To get some rims, and instead somehow got money for the rims some other way. Money for the gun some other way. No, no money, money for, for the, the rims. rims. I keep. I was it. correct. Yeah. Uh, money for the rims some other way and still had the gun. And she was right. like, how did he do right. that? Right, what did he do to get the money? So she updated me. Hey, heard the show. Thanks for the advice. So here's the update with the gun and wheels. To answer the gun question, we're both prior military, so guns are familiar to us. But right, that right, was right. one of the questions we yeah, had. Yeah, we were very much like, do we want the gun? Do we not want the gun? What is the attitude towards the gun itself? Okay, yep. so attitude towards the gun, thumbs up. Uh, they don't share accounts. They mm-hmm. don't share any kind mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. social media accounts. Uh, his It was his decision to make, but I make three times as much as he. So she's the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she needs to set boundaries with her finances. Yes. Or with their finances. Absolutely. So after listening to the show, Karma showed up and showed out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to say a thing. That lie, well, someone or something slashed his tire. <laughs> and he spent the entire day on the interstate awaiting a tow truck. Oh, while laughing inside and (laughs) (laughs) the the good wifey I am. I drove an hour to get him some food while he waited. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can't wait for this COVID thing to be over to catch a live show in Birmingham or Atlanta. You guys are great. Thanks again. Wow. So that is so so our advice. Maybe we spoke it into the universe. You know how they say that? How? uh, Yes, of course. You've got to secret it. Yeah, specifically upper middle class whites say you have to (laughs) secret it it into the universe. Yeah, speak it to the universe. Hippies. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's ish. Yeah. You think? I think it's. uh, I think it's spread. Yeah. Marianne Williamson. Yes. I think the hippie community was like that was ground zero. Yeah. That was the the original vector. Right. 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 Patient zero. Patient zero. Yeah. Hippies. I mean, I love it because it doesn't really say like we still don't know what he did to get the rims. We just know that karma came for him. Right. So you know what, honey? We didn't have an answer, but karma will come for you. That's just a fact. Hey. Yeah. So write in, and maybe we will. Maybe we will create a karmic explosion. Yes, exactly. Create a karmic explosion. Now, okay, one last thing I want to talk about quickly. Uh, in uh, Genevieve's episode, just a couple yes. episodes ago, I know. Genevieve Angelson. <laughs> we still, Genevieve, I know. I know you listen to the show. Please text us. <laughs> uh, but uh, she talked about going to a chiropractor. Yeah. And I came out hard against chiropractor. Right. You were very anti chiro. Because a chiropractor. I uh, killed my friend's sister. Yeah. Everyone's very stressed out by the story. People wrote me being like, Andy's story terrified me. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so um, this person writes, uh, here's the part I know Andy will keep in. I love your show. Of course, <laughs> love keeping in the compliments. I just want to say that I could not believe it when Andy openly spoke on the air that chiropractors are not medical professionals. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This sounds bad. Yeah. But I knew too many otherwise intelligent people who believe in these scammers <laughs> and get very defensive when presented with any evidence about how dangerous they are. So, so she was expecting, this person was expecting uh, me to come out pro-chiropractor right, and was surprised right, right. when I 
uh, very uh, scientifically <laughs> said no, no to them. This is truly one of the first times that I've heard somebody voice that reasonable statement of facts. <laughs> I am sure you will get a lot of hate mail about Andy shitting on chiropractors. Actually, I would say we got zero hate mail and we got a lot of positive. Wow. That's good. Emails like, like, thank you for saying this. Uh-huh. You are a god, Andy. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> you literally, this is not a follow-up. This is just someone saying they agree with you. And I think we need to let the record show. He was like, I got some follow-ups. This is somebody just saying they think you right. You a damn mess. Uh, they say, I wish more people had access oh. to information about the pseudoscience of chiropractic care. Okay, you're just pushing your anti-chiropractic agenda. <laughs> this is not a follow-up. You are messy. Hold on. But they, they say, P.S., I also like to resp- I would also like to respond to your oft post rhetorical question about whether other interracial couples are mistaken for being strangers. Yes. Okay. This happens to my boyfriend and me all the time. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's technically that's that's a response. Okay. That's not a follow up. That's a response. Okay, Rudzo. Uh. Uh. I just wa- look. I. You know what, Naomi? If I can get the gospel out there. <laughs> The gospel truth. The gospel truth about chiropractors. Okay, well. <laughs> I just might. feel like you don't know how to handle that information. Well, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like, other than saying how LA sucks, I don't ever understand, like, repeating. It's like, we get it. You hate chiropractors. Because I think they do a lot of damage. Okay. Should we get to our yeah, I mean, guess? if there was a rock monster that was smashing the center of your city. Uh-huh. And you were like, man, that rock monster. We should do something about that. Uh-huh. And then everyone ignored you. Yep. You would repeat. I've been playing a lot of Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs> lately. There's a rock monster in Zelda Breath of the Wild called a talus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, who's our guest for today? Oh, my God. You know we've got the one, the only Beth Stelling, baby. I would say absolutely one of our favorite stand-ups. And this was such a wonderful combo. I feel like I got into Beth's soul. You guys, if you don't know Beth Stelling, she is a writer who has written for shows like crashing and the last og and i love you america with sarah silverman she's also been on crashing also also she just dropped a new comedy special on hbo max called girl daddy so you need to hit that up hbo max beth stelling special and it is indeed special yeah when i was out here when i first got my first job in 2013 yeah uh, Beth uh, very graciously came over uh, and, and spoke on my podcast. Beginnings. Yeah. What a Back kind then. soul. What a uh, kind soul. When I was a nobody. That sounds- <laughs> <laughs> Even his jokes I hated. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, and uh, of course, uh, you know, because uh, we are doing advice episodes in quarantine, if you would like to call up yourself, yes, yeah. all right? Obviously, we'll take DMs if you don't want to have your voice out on the airwaves. But we love your voice. We but love we to love hear where voice. you're coming from emotionally. So if you are down, please hit us up at 323-524-7839. This is like the only phone number I've memorized. It's like my mother, you, and then the call-in line. I know. So it's I know three, <laughs> I know three <laughs> phone numbers still. Exactly. One, your number, my parents' number. Right. And the call in line for couples therapy. Which is 323-524-7839. Okay, you guys, we done with the housekeeper. Let's get to Beth Stelling. Roll it. Naomi, before we started recording, uh, uh, Beth mentioned her baby hairs. And then you had a, a question that you wanted to get on the record. You wanted, you wanted to hold her feet to the fire on the following question. You will ask her in three, two, one, go. Did you grow up around black folks? 
The answer is no, not really. My really? my my um school was uh, not very diverse to the point where okay. in my class we had Josh was the only black guy. Oh, Josh. And and then I became because I did speech and debate, I became friends with Caroline Jackson and and her dad was black and her mom was white. And we hung out for a long time. We did speech mm-hmm. together. She's from a neighboring school. We were both in humorous and turf. One day, <laughs> one day she goes, "Which one of your parents is black?" I was like, "Excuse." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I wish it were my dad, but <laughs> Which unfortunately, one? no. Well, because people famously call you the white Tisha Campbell. True. So Who, who started was... that? Uh, Brian Babylon. Do you guys know Brian? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I he know. also calls me Lil Michael. Like he's, Joe, like he's Joe Jackson and I'm Lil Michael. Because <laughs> he brought me down to Bronzeville Coffee House. And okay. like, because, you know, in Chicago, stand-up scene, North Side and South Side are really separate. Okay. Like, you know, Lil Rel started on the south side and he would mm-hmm. come up and stuff. But like, you know, there was jokes and notes. Unless you made an effort to uh, go to both sides, then you weren't, you weren't going to. Oh, okay. that's where that came from Brian Babylon. So now you're li- Lil Michael made her way. Well, okay. You got, you, you made up for your high school time by going to the south side. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> oh, God. It what was a fun. World. Br- Brian ran Bronzeville Coffee House, which was like okay. a really fun show on the south side. Quick question, Naomi. More black people at Beth's high school or at your high school? Somehow still mine. <laughs> Somehow still mine. I know you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. I forget. I mean, your, I, but I I'm someone's Josh. You know, like yeah, I'm, you're I'm someone's Josh. Naomi went to Fancy Pants Dalton in New York. Oh, wow. Well, it was New okay. York. So they were like some. You know what I mean? But then they also did this program called Prep for Prep, which is basically like preparing students of color for these fancy schools. So mm-hmm. twice, so in seventh grade and in ninth grade, you get an influx of kids who have done prep for prep and are like ready and smarter than everybody. You learn mm-hmm. how to defraud an investor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what no. Else, what else do very wealthy people no, do? No, this is the problem. It's like you learn to be real smart, but really prep for prep should just be l- learning how to get like um, psychologically fucked with by white girls. Yeah. That's the real preparation. I can't you don't even know that imagine. Shit. You don't know. It's like different. It's like di- like Gossip Girl was a documentary to me. You know? <laughs> I'm laughing and I have never seen that show, but I I feel like I know from just the commercials yep. Yep. that it's like I feel like it's some white girl uh, standing in a doorway with a knife, like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm taking him to prom. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a knife. Killing him. And like killing the woman who was supposed to go with him. And it's like, so you didn't have to kill her. You could have just asked, you know, but okay. <laughs> so many ways. So many ways. Um, so Beth, you know, we are going to be answering people's relationship questions, all kinds. And so we like to always like start off with our guests and be like, you know, where are you at? What's going on with you emotionally? Because it really provides that backdrop. Yeah. Where are you right now in your heart? There it is. In my heart right now. Ugh, I gotta check in. I knew, obviously, I knew what I was coming on to. Um, I think, um, I'm, like, relationship, I guess, okay, I'll just start by saying I'm unattached Uh to anyone. I'm single. Uh, I think I can actually officially say, I've said this before, Mm -hmm. but it never lasts. I'm, I'm, I joke about it on stage, but the point is, like, I'm, I'm rarely single. And, I was actually uh, going to bring this up. Yes, I, okay. I say you keep a man. That's my <laughs> phrase. She keeps a man. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess what I'm dealing with now is I, I went on Jeanette McCurdy's uh, p- podcast and we talked about codependency. It's mm-hmm. not something I'm super fluent in. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a joke about it where I say, like, I go relationship 
to a relationship. I think you'd call that codependent. But I don't think I really like, I've never studied enough to be like, I'm a codependent. Right. I went to one coda meeting and it just, I was like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Like yeah, I, I did, I wasn't into the, what? Coda? Yeah, Codependency Anonymous. Uh, like it's a, it's a twelve it's like a step program or whatever mm-hmm, a program, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and I just yeah I don't I don't I didn't jive with it so I felt <laughs> yeah. like I I didn't stay, and um, my I, uh, point what I'm getting at is it seems as if I can't be alone almost like huh. I need to have I need to know someone's there even if I'm not with them and I broke up with them, uh-huh. so it would be best to like cut things off completely with, with people mm-hmm. but sometimes I don't do that. Yes. So, yes. so you could call, you could say that I'm breadcrumbing them, but I'm very, yeah. I'm very clear that I don't want to be in the relationship. But then if they talk to me, I don't set a boundary where it's like no communication. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I'm back and forth, and that doesn't help them, and it doesn't right. really help me. So it gives me that sense of like, well, somebody wants me. Right, right, right. When right, the right. ideal would be, and this, so I'll, I'll bring it back to making an actual right. point. <laughs> where I would like to be is just depending on myself, like safe yes. in myself. I can yes. depend on myself and that's it right. for, for whatever that needs. And it's, I think it's also acting up cause we're not performing. Right. And, and I've right, never right, been right, a comic who like needs to get up. I was never that. I'm okay. not like five sets a night. Gotta get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I'm the comic that's like, Oh, it's a crowd of three. Uh, who wants to go home? Hi. You know. Always. I'm like, we calling it. Are we calling yes. it? I'm going to yes. order some food. Like, I'm always like fucking ready to get out. Yeah. You've so, always got Postmates open. I know. Waiting. I've got it open, hovering. I'm like, okay, what's the ETA? So yeah, I'm not like some, so, so I bring up the performance thing as maybe a side effect of me not getting yeah. that attention. And yeah. anyway, so I, did I make sense? I'm yeah. single and I'd like to just sort of depend on myself instead of have to feel like an ex of mine hopes we get back together. Right. And you want to be codependent. Yeah. With yourself. Yes. <laughs> that's it. By the way, let go and let God is a very difficult one in Coda. <laughs> well, right. That's the crux of it. The whole crux is just learning to let go. And I'm like, well, that's a hard meeting. That's a hard one. You know? Yeah. It's also like, Letting I don't know, there's go. certain things that are very hard. Like, I also found OA to be hard for that reason of like, it's, it's hard because I'm like, I need to eat. And so it's really just a line, right, between the, like, eating and the overeating. So the same thing with, like, people. It's like you need relationships, like human connections, yes. but there's a line. And it's much harder than, at least to me, I've found being able to accept that kind of, like, how to work that versus something like drugs or alcohol where you're like, oh, I don't need this shit at all. And it's yeah. actively bad. So, you know what I mean? Whereas yes. other stuff, it's like, but I want a sandwich. Should I not have two? You know, it's <laughs> always that um, fine line. But, um, yeah. You're right. It's interesting you say that though, Beth, because you know I think of you as a very confident person. You know, I see you as just this woman, so self-possessed. A woman about town. A woman about town, but like just I don't know. Like you know, I had the pleasure of opening for you when you were running that hour that we're How about, about to I see. I had the honor of having you open. You are a freaking killer. I mean, people still talk to me about you know. Oh my! About you and your performance. Nice. You're so brilliant. Nice. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm not gonna. I'm not showering you with this type of thing. No, he's, he's okay. He's he knows fine. he's wonderful. Oh, yeah. I'm you not are wonderful. Up. I don't, if you want to read one of my scripts and then you can be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, tell him he's wonderful. this writing is, is uh, it's scintillating. It's, <laughs> it's scintillating. It sings. It, it, it sings. Practically, yeah. It's, it's, it's sings. practically a melody in my head reading yes. your words. Yeah. Well, then, you are, yes. It, I, I mean, don't need to, I don't need to steal Naomi's. Okay, shine. good. Thank you so much. But like, but I do, I, you know, you're very, you know, not just as a stand-up, but just as a person. Like, you seem just very like a, Cool, calm, collected vibe. Um, would you say that that is not accurate? 
No, that that is accurate. Uh-huh. I would say, interestingly enough, you know, in your 20s, like maybe you work through some things, you're figuring yourself out. I, I went to therapy. Um, I Actually, no, I, I didn't really. I would go like once every seven years and cry. They'd be like, they'd be like, how are you? And I'd be like, mm. and then <laughs> leave and feel fine for a couple years. But anyway, so, um, so, so I guess I should say this. I did like a lot of therapy when I was a kid, dealing mm-hmm. with family trauma and things like that, that, that was required for me to go to by the state. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely was faced with dealing with things in my life like I needed to. So then my twenties, uh-huh. I was kind of like, you know, I also dealt with like, whatever, overeating and waking up sort of uh, whatever attachment to food for sure and into college. But then it wasn't until my 30s that it's almost like, yeah, you, you got to do it again. Like, uh-huh. it, it's not just going to, I don't know. It's like things come up again. It, 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 yeah. I don't know cycle, if you can look at it like cycle. a leak or something and then you put it here and it's going to stay, the patch will stay for so long. Yes. My theory is that in your 30s or at whatever point that you have settled into who you are as a person, if that is an honest process, then your childhood comes back. It just floods back into your brain because Mm -hmm. who you are when you've settled is who you were as a child. And you just finally gained either the confidence or the uh, ability to be okay with yourself. Yeah. And so a lot of that stuff comes back. And so whatever Mm. your childhood issues are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At this point interesting you have to deal with it you've never told me this theory is this what you were talking about in therapy this comes up on my other podcast <laughs> which, <laughs> right, which, right, right. which apparently on. you haven't been listening to naomi <laughs> honey Beth i just on. review and subscribe okay <laughs> i don't seven years ago you were on oh my yes. when I first came to los angeles for i remember walking night. down oh to God. your place on oh lfb i guess oh. the, the most depressing <laughs> uh apartment i've ever lived in it was yeah. just the guy You're who lived there was very nice, but just like kind of like a bachelor, and he had never decorated. He it seems like he had never updated his apartment since the 1970s. Right, right. And it just <laughs> it for some reason just like being here, kind of alone, and in that apartment, it just like everything was like dripping with sadness. <laughs> well, I understand that. I would almost say, I, I don't even think you can say dripping because there was no gush to it. It was dry as a bone. <laughs> it was dry, dry sadness. Yes, yeah. there was like. There was a, a wafting sadness yeah. on the air. Yeah. See, my, my words, they sing. <laughs> um, so are you so, feeling like you yeah. want to do stuff, like kind of get back into some of that work in your head? I mean, obviously, how is this all compounded? Like, are you alone, living alone right now in Quar? Yes. Okay. I'm living alone. Um, I had been dating um, a comic just because I refused yeah. to be happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you do like to do that. Uh, I did, like, The last, yeah, two have been comics. But So I was dating, and he was younger, about nine years younger. And I have, like, nothing bad to say about yeah, him. He yeah. was a lovely partner. You know, like, he was a really good boyfriend. And honestly, I would say very healing in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. my therapist would agree in the sense that, like, I set boundaries. He understood them. Mm-hmm. He's just... He really was a lovely person. I think I just got to the point where I felt like we were we were in really different positions. Like what he's going through now, I've already lived that. Like yeah. when I was here on my own, uh, right. when I moved nine years ago. So, I, yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Where we're still yeah. have love for each other and stay in touch, and I don't want to hurt him. But it is yeah, nice yeah. to know somebody loves me. But I think I give him that too. Times yeah. are tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it it's, is the core. It is so, it's true. It's true. But. Uh, so that's what I'm coming from is like dating someone who is lovely, but maybe not right for me at this time in my life. And Mm -hmm. 
I'm not necess- I'm not really looking. Yeah. Wait, I don't can know. I ask it's what tough the... to believe in love for reals. Right. <laughs> what was the point where you realized that like you liked him or even loved him, but that it was just like not correct? Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I don't know how to walk away when stuff is like that. I, de- I mean, again, I have that. I have a joke that's like I'm willing to be unhappy with someone for up to three years. I, it's, it's sort of like, it's like I if someone says I love you, I must too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And oftentimes, like, like, this is maybe making me sound like, oh, life's so tough and men just come to me. But, like, I think sometimes men come to me and I'm like, well, here you are. Like, uh-huh. this is it. I right, haven't right, right. really... I haven't, in a, you know, and that actually speaks to the fact that I haven't really put myself out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I cut, yeah. if somebody likes me, I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. Right. As opposed to being like, that's the type of person I want. Excuse me. Hi. Right. Could I go out with you or whatever? Right. So, Can I buy you a malt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, um, wait, Andy, what was the, sorry, what did you say? No, I'm forgetting. Oh, what was the, what, oh, oh, oh. was there like yes. a moment or like, yes. what was the, what was like that, like kind of like realization where you're like, oh boy. So I feel bad because like, again, lovely person, but yeah. the moment was we were on vacation together and it's not, it wasn't an issue of us driving each other crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a moment where I realized we, we, um, went out to a dinner that's like a, um, a group dinner type thing, mm-hmm. and meaning like there's other couples across the table and you can talk to them or not talk to them. Ugh. It's it's not meant – like Ugh. I'm not the person who wants to go in public and like make a new friend for life. Right. But I'll chit-chat all whatever and then enjoy yeah. our time. Anyway, right. he – so so it was actually that. It was like me, real, like me realizing, oh, my gosh, we're always alone. And in our own little world, we are mm-hmm. perfect and happy and a lot of great things. But when we're put into a public situation with other adults, mm-hmm. it's very clear to me uh, that I'm with someone who's very young. Who's much younger. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. not quite there yet Yeah. when it comes to putting themselves out there. Even just like talking to another couple, you know, yep. Yep. without having to, you know, yeah. loosen up or something. So right. that was like, a, that was the moment I would say. And I, and, huh. and it, this one, this say he were to listen to this, that won't be a surprise to him because I was honest about that. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So, so I was actually able to be so honest with him, and he received it. That's another thing I love about him. I mean, but unfortunately, I stayed, I stayed longer and kind of prolonged it. Right, because right, you can right. really. I love him. I just think that's what makes it so tough. Like you're saying, to end it. Right. What right. are we looking for? Like, I, I reposted some Nora Ephron um, quote on love the other day, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes I, I I'm not going to repeat it because I don't know, but it's the idea that like sometimes I believe in love. And sometimes I don't. That was a horrible. <laughs> I like that better. I like that better. I actually prefer sometimes love. Sometimes, sometimes love is honestly, good. Sometimes it's not good. Who's, who's better, me or Nora Ephron? <laughs> okay, your words don't sing like Andy's. But, but you know, no, no. Good. But like that—that that is tough. I mean, like how? Like what? I mean, I don't mean he's like, it's not like he's talking about like Pokemon or some like no, some juvenile no. thing, but there's like, there is a life experience thing and it's just much, Very much. I, like I was so much older than everyone that I was like at UCB with. Oh yeah. 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 Like I, cause I already, I had a whole life before I came to comedy. So like by the time I started doing this stuff, I was like 29 and they were like 22 Yeah, and our lives were like massively different. And so the yeah. only thing we had in common was comedy. Right, 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 and, right. And, and same for him and I. Um, and and the truth is, I've never ever dated younger. It's just I was shoot, mm-hmm. I was on set punch up for a movie in Vancouver where he lived at the time, and oh. I and he was we had he had, uh, we worked together in the past 
like in Vancouver mm-hmm. and um, always been friends for years. So oh, when I was there working all summer, we started hanging out all summer and I never thought of him that way. Right. And then you he went kind to his high school graduation the... and you were like, I can't think of it this way. I can't think of it this way. <laughs> and, and then he kind of made the move and that's when I was like, oh, can I get there? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then, you know, I could. Um, I found it, you guys. What's Some, the quote? What's the quote? Sometimes I believe that love dies, but hope springs eternal. Sometimes I believe that hope dies, but love springs eternal. Sometimes I believe that sex plus guilt equals love. And sometimes I believe <laughs> that sex plus guilt equals good sex. Sometimes I believe that love is as natural as the tides. And sometimes I believe that love is an act of will. Mm. Um, it keeps going. Two more. Do you want me to keep going? There's yeah. This, Sometimes I believe that uh, that some people are better at love than others, and sometimes I believe that everyone is faking it. Sometimes I believe that love is essential, and sometimes I believe that the only reason love is essential is that otherwise you spend all your time looking for it. Wow. Also, your simplified version, not that. <laughs> Whatever. Sometimes you love and sometimes, sometimes you Sometimes love is good and sometimes it's bad. I'm like, there's way more going on here, Beth. <laughs> Nora Ephron, the wasp, Woody Allen. The wasp Woody Allen. Yes, I'll it is. Yes, definitely take her over Woody. Exactly anyway. the non-predatory. Um, <laughs> she um, I do think that's true. I think what really just hit me hearing that is like I definitely believe this. It is an act of will. Yes. I also. Oh my God, sex plus guilt. I was like, oh Nora, that's how you write those rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it's been like. You know what it's been like. Um, yep. It is. Uh, but I know. I like. I think about that though. Well, it's funny because when you're saying how you were older than everybody used to be, Andy. Like I remember when you and I met. And you were like, and as things, I was like just a touch older, but I just done more stuff. Like I, you know, I worked as an editor at a, a magazine. Touch older than the other UCB, yeah, the UCB people. C- Not UCB a touch kids. older than me. No, but like the other UCB people. And like, you know, I had, I was an editor at a magazine and I had just come back from living in Australia. Like I was feeling very like worldly and dynamic, you know? And you were. <laughs> I'm from New York. And so a lot of the like, we got to go out and be wild. I had kind of already done. So that part of it. But I remember you and I were at Triple Crown, and you're talking, and which is I a mean, midtown bar where they used to have improv shows. Yeah, in, the in a basement. basement. It's not very classy. <laughs> but, you know, Andy. It was a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> but like Andy, I was like, okay, I mean, honey, he looks young now. He looked even younger then. So of course, I thought he was like literally 23. And mm-hmm. then when he goes, he was like, I'm 31. I used to be a professor. I was like, <laughs> do go on. Like I yeah. literally sidled up to him. And I was like, tell me about your life. I was just like so interested to meet a person who wasn't just, because the thing is I'm not a, you know, definitely more of a stand-up than an improviser. We know that shit. But it's like, so Same. even when I was doing improv, I was never a kid that was like a comedy nerd, quoting Mr. Show, no, all that shit. So it was like, oh, you like to watch Buffy too? Let's hang out. Yeah. And that was it. I love that. Yeah, same on that. I, I same. I, I definitely am more of a stand-up than an improviser. But I'm trying to think what we really related on. It's I don't know. He's still somebody. He's still like a confidant to me. He's got a cool, calming energy. Look, yeah, okay, he's, he's very a calm. calm. He's a very calming energy. Who doesn't sim- love it? Similar to me, I would say like you were asking me before. Like, is that not who you really are? And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I am. Mm-hmm. I am chill. I will say, if anything, if I'm off staring, there's a storm in my head. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, it's like little arguments in my head. Do this, yeah. don't do that. Or, um, and I with also yourself, have, an argument with yourself. Like yes. You're debating. You're not like yeah. having an argument with someone in your head. And I think going back to what Andy was saying, like a childhood thing almost, where it's like all I want to do is like I want to be good. I don't want to get in trouble. So mm-hmm. like I've had that like in me for a long time, and I yep. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't like it at all. Um, Because there is no such thing, uh, really. But that's Mm -hmm. not great for a people-pleaser type or even a stand-up. Right. Um, But anyway, yeah, I I definitely have that in my head going on where it's like, you know, when you would get in trouble in class, I don't know if you guys did, but if I would get in trouble for talking just, or making jokes, yeah. you know, and my, I would get called away. And it's always just like, it wasn't me. Like, it, oh, really? it felt like, I don't know, that's translated yeah. for sure in an adjustment to a writer's room. Where you just oh, have to oh, be like, really? I'll fix it. You know, as opposed to like, well, I, I didn't. It's, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I did that. I put that in, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have to just like be, be a, be a grown up. <laughs> yes. No, that like the the feeling of being wrong is like one of the worst feelings I've ever For had you, felt. Yeah. And so yeah. I do whatever I can. And there was a long time before I was in therapy, I would have like these knockdown drag out um verbal fights with people. And halfway through most of them, I would realize <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> but I would not want to admit it. Yeah, so because I would it's just such a harsh turn. Arguing. Yeah. I would argue until the other person got tired and <laughs> gave up and just said, fine, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because I so, I was, I, I, the, the feeling in my bones of being wrong felt so bad and, and so uh, apocalyptic. Yeah, I can relate to that. Can you imagine, though, if you had just realized you were wrong, turned on a dime and said, you know what, you're right. Yeah, just like from level 10 to like, yeah. yeah. No, well, you're right. That's what, <laughs> what happens now with Naomi. I, the minute or within two minutes <laughs> of me realizing, shit, I'm wrong. Fuck, just say you're wrong. Well, yeah. you don't really say you're wrong. What happens is you just get quiet. <laughs> it's very rare that I get the full on. No, that's not true. No, listen. See? <laughs> See the fuck, man? Like, it'll be like, I know when I got you because you just kind of go a little quiet. <laughs> and you're like, and, and you kind of go, Okay, like a little, yeah. like, and I'm just like, <laughs> and it's well, and every now and then you will like when it's something you're like you're right, you're right, and no, I just in my head I'm like, <laughs> oh no no no, no th- th- that's two different things. What the one where I'm like, uh, where, where you said something and I'm like I'm silent and then I go, okay, <laughs> that's me empathizing and seeing it from your side and being like, all right, I don't agree with you, oh, well, but I do well, see your well. side of it, so I think continuing to argue about it's wrong uh-huh but the other times where i'm like hey you're right i'm sorry that's where i'm just like shit i'm just fucking <laughs> wrong just say it just stop yeah. stop yeah. the argument you, there's, yeah no it's, one's it, having it, fun arguments <laughs> are not fun why are you like, doing this um it's two magnets and both are you know separate so you're repelling each other and all it takes is one person turning to stick again? Yeah. And the and the and usually it's the same person that always turns yes. for the magnets to stick. Yep. Yep. And I will say, even in a relationship that didn't work out, uh, I was always every single time impressed with his ability to go. You know when I I was wrong. Let's right, 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 right. Because I couldn't do it. You really <laughs> never? I'm not saying never, but right. Just from but from my memory, <laughs> he was always the one who just would be the one to turn. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. say, you know what? Let's let's make up here. I feel like I you I realize I am often that person, and I think it took a lot of years. If you and I have been together ten years, I feel like it maybe took me about seven or eight to not constantly try to run and fix it. Because what I realized, I wasn't okay with him being mad at me, mm. yeah. and I'm always afraid someone's mad at me. You talk about Same. being good. Mine yeah. is less good or bad as much as so much of who I fe- who I am 
I remember saying this when I was young because all I wanted to be was an actor from the age, from the time I was so young and I was like, it's impossible, blah, blah, blah. But this, I remember saying, I'm like, well, what does it matter what I think about myself if to do this work, it requires, like it's all about what other people think of you, right? So even if I think, okay, may, maybe I'm not fat or maybe I'm not ugly, or maybe I'm funny. If, if the deciders don't think any of that's true, then it doesn't really matter what I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not, that's not a good way to think. Not proud of it. But I realized I was like, the point being, it's what someone else thinks of me that matters. And so if you're mad at me, I'm bad. And like, I could not take someone being mad at me. So I would constantly be the one to be like, let's make up just because I couldn't stand to be mad. Not even yeah. necessarily because I was like, I still thought I was right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, but I was still just, I was like, I don't want you mad. So forget it. Forget it. Forget 100%. it. It's like, I, agree. I was just like, I talked to someone not even for that long, like, a little foray into maybe dating. Mm -hmm. And it, and and I also, so this is a two-parter. One, I saw an Instagram story from some therapist that was like, people pleasers are obsessed with controlling other people's opinions of them. And I yeah. related to that hard. Um, <laughs> and then I, I think I shared it and I wrote, God damn it. And then <laughs> my ex, my sweet ex wrote, you don't do that. And I go, phew. You know, but, but, the, but it's like, right. It's, right. It, you get it. Turn. Um, yeah. But it's interesting, like, what you're saying, because even that guy I was talking to for a brief period of time uh, since he, uh, we broke up, I knew it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. I didn't even really like him. I mean, I definitely did. I appreciated things about him. Made me laugh. Was funny, like, handsome and things. But it was like, I wasn't like, this is it. Wow, I might be really onto something. It was like, oh, kind of not my type. Mm, maybe a little red flag. You know, this, this, this. <laughs> and then just kind of kept going until the good parts were, like, gone. Mm -hmm. And and instead of me breaking it off, he did. And even though I didn't want it, it still made me sad because this person yeah. didn't want me. Right. So, but I didn't want them either. Right. So it's just kind of like, so, so, so that I'm obviously trying to figure out about myself and in therapy. Um, but I, I guess it's the idea that, again, um, you can't control what people think of you. I think the thing I that bothered me the most about that particular relationship, albeit short-lived, was like, why, I wish you tried to understand me better. Like, I, th I was convinced that, like, if he tried to understand me better, then he would have liked me. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't fully be myself because we yeah, weren't compatible. That's where they get you. That's so the trick. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like, I feel like that was my, I remember I would always get, so like lately I felt like in this business, right? Where I was like, I'd rather you reject me for actually me yes. than who I pretended to be. Like, yes. that's my new step is like, you know what? At least do me. And then yes. they say, no, I did my best. Because to me, there's nothing worse than when I try to be what I think you want and you still yes. don't like me. That feels yes. worse to me. I agree. And I'm also like a little disappointed that I did it at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I was in there like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love you, FC. Let's watch. Yeah, yeah exactly. It wasn't like <laughs> bad stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but it's, almost, yeah, whatever. It's just doing something uncomfortable yeah. or feeling yeah. like I'm trying to think of examples, but it doesn't matter because you get it. Like, yeah. climb into this small, tiny box and you're like, okay. And they're like, well, that looks uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I am uncomfortable. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in here. Um, and you know, and I think in the future, the idea is like, you recognize those things early and you say, you know what, this has been fun, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I think it's like, it goes back to, I don't want them to be mad at me. Yeah. Like, so oh. if I say, Hey, it might not work. And they'll be like, uh, eh, mad at me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want the people, I want the people who I break up with to still love me. <laughs> yes. 
That is that that is the essence of my soul. Yeah. I want the people I hate to love me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that is true. You really do. You really do, which is like interesting. It's, but like I do this. You want to talk about interesting? Let me throw something at both of you guys. It's it's interesting for Beth. She put that. This is all uh, dealing with romantic relationships. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the way you identified with it, Naomi, was with show business. Yeah. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Which, if you think about, isn't it hard to separate worth from our jobs in this world? It's an abusive relationship I'm in. It's hard. I'm in it most of the time. It's emotional abuse. Be clear with who you're talking about. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The business. The business. The business. 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 Andrew, Andrew, tender lover, soft hands. Um, (laughs) Yeah, most of the time I just feel like I'm in an abusive relationship and where I'm waiting for them to choose me. Most of the time they're saying, you ain't shit. And then once every six months, uh, they take me to a nice dinner. And that's what I feel like. And then you just like, and because you get the attention so rarely, when you get it, you feel like you are in the glow of the sun. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, well, I got to take it. I got to uh-huh. take it. You know? Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, very much can put those two together. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, uh, just I, just because I'm thinking of it, and it doesn't even matter, and this is such a busy thing, business thing to say, but, like, I was pitching some dumb thing, and I was like, it has to be with Naomi. Like, I, I, I was like, it's Me? her. Yes. You're what? so brilliant. You're you're, you're innately funny. This is funny. wild. You're so to good. Think Beth Stelling has been thinking of me. Was it for I Kibbe? have been. And then that's, no, I promise. <laughs> um, I would never do that to you. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'd never do that to you. Um, but, but then you emailed me, Andy, which is so funny. Because that's, that's, that's so around funny. the time that I was just pitching it. Well, that's so matter. funny because I have him do it. Because there are people where I get afraid to email. Because I feel like if I've emailed once before or they say no, I'm like, because you, like, you as a fellow comedian, someone I know, I don't want you to think of me as, like, someone Need thirsty. Water. You're needy. Exactly. Yeah. So then he will do certain emails. Well, where think I'm like, about it. Think about it. It's like we're taught to not. Like, think. You go. People are freaking. I, this has always fascinated me since I was a kid. Um, the people who don't need it get the free stuff. Yep. And yep. People, it, it's always fascinated me. Like, whatever. Even. Something as stupid as like the Emmys and the swag bag, and look what I got. It's like they right, can right, afford right. all of those things. I know rich people getting like free clothes. It's I'm always, always like, baffled what? me. Yeah, yeah, I've always found that so strange. Right. Anyway, right. that's a side note. Wait, Beth, you're from Ohio, right? <laughs> yeah. What part of Ohio? Dayton, Southwest Ohio. Oh Dayton. shit! That's where Guided by Voices. One of my oh, favorite yeah. bands is from. <laughs> yeah, Guided by I think, Voices. Uh, Kim Deal from the Pixies yep. and the Breeders, the Deal and, Sisters. Uh, Rob Deerdeck, of course. Who's that? Um, Who's that? Who else? Oh, oh, um, Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. (laughs) You're like Bart Simpson was born there. That's where Homer. That's canonically where Homer and Homer and Marge had him. Nancy Cartwright. I remember being baffled that it was a woman. Yeah, (laughs) you're like the doctor is a mother. I know. (laughs) But like, but Dayton is pretty like working class, middle class, right? Mm-hmm. My mom was a teacher, and we had, you know, we were fine, but yeah, yeah, all of it's, us three right. bedroom, one bath, and she raised us, and yeah, 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 yeah. Just because I went think, hungry, thankfully. Yes, I think I think of that when I when uh, uh, usually if you uh, grew up as an elite, you would just be like, of course I should get this free stuff, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's yes. my it's. It's it's in my bloodline. <laughs> Isn't that weird how we learn that too? Is like right. if you go into an audition, like don't be desperate, act like you don't even need it. Like, right, right. I know they it's smell like smell desperation. They or smell something it. Like that. 
weird. It's, it's so weird. But at the same time, to me, the very act of showing up for that audition is desperation. Yeah. Especially, especially here. I feel I find L.A. more than New York because of the distance, right? So, like, for instance, an audition in Santa Monica at 4 o'clock. That's desperation. I have committed to three and a half hours. <laughs> I put on contact lenses. It's, it's a two-week supply, and I'm only wearing them once. And it's like, and I put on more. You know what I mean? Like, just the work it takes. It's like, I'm already thirsty. You can see it. You can see it in my fucking contact lenses. And it's also like, you know, as time goes on, I'm sure you guys have now been here a minute. But, you know, in the early days, all the generals you had to drive to. And I'm not saying I never do generals anymore, but like, uh, if I get one that says like 4 p.m., I'm like, this is a personal affront. Uh, that you're asking me <laughs> to know. show up to your office at 4 p.m. You know, like, <laughs> this is, you don't want to know me. Right. <laughs> a general is a, uh, like a, a meet, just like a, you don't go. You get a free water. A, yeah. You don't go for a specific reason. You just go to meet the An person. An informational interview, if you yes, will. a first yeah. date with yeah. a and the, the producer. Benefit, you know, the, the trick is that they we're all made to believe is that then when they're working on this project or that, they'll think of you because they just right. saw you. And I'm sure sometimes that's true, but also it's sometimes a 22 year old, uh, executive right. somehow who will right. soon be gone. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> even you said 22 executive, I'm like sometimes it's the assistant. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you can tell where you at based on who want to sit down with you. <laughs> yeah. And, which I just realized, you know what I mean? I feel like I realized that last year where I was like, Oh, okay. Well you, cause sometimes, cause sometimes I'll get a general, I've had a couple, this happened twice, so not a lot, but where it was like some young person who I got this, she's like, oh my God, I saw you at the satellite and I just like love you and wanted to meet you. And you're Bitch, like, you should have came up to okay. me at the satellite. You should have yeah. came up to me in the moment because you done got me over here. You done I, got me over here with a lift. Yeah, and- good luck ever working with me because <laughs> I'll remember this is what you should have said. <laughs> I have people that are like that. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. no. But why don't, we, why don't we take a break and we'll come back yeah. and answer some of your advice questions. We'll After be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. 
For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. We're back with Beth Stelling here to handle your emotional scandal. We had to drag the biz for a hot minute, but now we're ready to focus on helping you get your life. I like giving the listener a peek behind the sick curtain of showbiz. Yeah, we do call it the sick curtain. So yeah. that's, I think it's important. You got to demystify him. Okay. Yes. Well, this this first one, let's do, uh, I always like to start out with like a, a little bit of a, uh, a softball, something uh, not so deep, not so difficult just to wet our beaks <laughs> <laughs> i love that term uh so this is a voicemail uh you too can uh send in a voicemail by calling 323-524-7839 hey andy and naomi um so i'm feeling stuck in a friendship and i feel like i either need to speak up about what's bothering me or just be okay with letting this friendship end I'm 31, and I've known this friend since high school, and we really reconnected after we both moved back to our hometown after college. And pre-COVID, we would see each other maybe every other month or so, but I was always the one who had to reach out to her first and make the plans, and that's something that's bothered me for a long time. Um, We've only spoken once (laughs) since quarantine began, and that's because I initiated the phone call. If we didn't have this common history together, I don't think that we would have become friends if we just met out in the world today. Um, I do feel some sense of obligation towards her since she went through a pretty nasty divorce about three years ago. But it feels like I either need to be honest and tell my friend that I feel like she doesn't value my friendship or I need to just stop reaching out and see what she does next. Are those really the only two options? How do I best proceed? Thanks. Wow. First of all, that was like a perfectly formulated and phrased question. Because <laughs> like, she's like, here's my options. Are they the only two? I think yeah. she needs to serve her the papers. Yes, really. That's, uh, what, okay. that's why I thought this was more of a softball. Because uh, my instinct... Because here's the thing. Look, some of my friends, I'm the one who's doing a lot of the reaching out. Uh, but that's... It doesn't... It's not indicative. That, you know, they will text me. They mm-hmm. will do... There's other ways that they, like, get in touch with me. And if I'm the only one reaching out, yeah. then that friendship... Let it die on the vine. Yeah. That's what I yeah. say. Let it die on the vine if you're the one. And it's also, like, only every two months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Have you I ever had... Have you had that, Beth? Like, the friend where you're, like... The friend, because obviously you know, roma- romantically you might hang on a little longer, but like yeah. when it comes to friendships, do you do that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference for you between friendships and I mean, you I know, know what the, the difference, difference between a friendship and a romantic kissing. relationship, <laughs> 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 right? But in your head, like, is it just the kissing that's like keeping you going? Mm, no, not at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you looked, you looked like and you her eyes in, went yeah, wide. Uh, like you were in a horror movie or something. <laughs> I was just Not trying, at I all. was like, I wonder what keeps me going. Is like, That's where my mind went. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't had this issue that i recall with a friend really mm. i like your die on the vine suggestion because it's it's not only the solution but it will also re- be revealing yes, yes you know yes, you'll yes. get your answers like instead of saying hi i'm cutting this off and maybe you get an immediate reaction of like f- like i imagine this one would be like fine you know right, but now right, you get right. to oh and you're then just like she, my ex-husband <laughs> say say she finally does reach out then she can say something like hey just so you know i haven't this is the first time I've heard from you in X amount of time. You know, I feel like I was there for you and it just feels kind of like I'm not being met in this. Like I don't feel right. as supported by you as I was of you. You know, I need, right. need more of an exchange. But at the yeah. same time, she's saying she doesn't even really like this person that much. <laughs> so that's my other thing too, where it's like, if it was like, if not for our shared history, I don't think we will be friends. And I know what that is like, you see her every, before the Coco, you see her every other month and you're like, we have a shared history and that's it. Nope. You, this ain't your friend. Yeah, like, I call those people nostalgia zombies. Exactly. You're hanging yeah. on. You're hanging on. And I get that you have history. And I'm not saying it doesn't have to be a dramatic thing. It could just be like a, you know, you run into her out in the hometown at the grocery store, have a little chit chat. That's fine. But yep. this doesn't have to be your friend. Also, that was three years ago, that divorce. She fine. Yeah. <laughs> she fine, at least exactly. friendship wise. You know, I'm not saying that anyone like he, like I can't say how fast someone heals, but like you don't have to stay trying to hang out with her. Because Mm-mm. of a divorce three yeah. years ago. If, you, no. if you're both at Pathmark at the uh, the Carvel <laughs> cake yes. case, yes. You're, each, you're each getting a fudgy the whale. Then you have a chat. Then you have a chat. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I think, you. like you said, um, she mentioned the cocoa. And it's like, you know, again, obviously, it's a tra- like a, there's been a lot of tragedy around it. But sometimes you have to look at it in these situations at, look at it like a gift, the cocoa, in the sense right. that it allows you to actually cut people out who needed to go right so this right, is the right, time right. to just be like i can't see you and i don't want to right 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 right, it's right. kind of like a good time to see who you really need to be around yeah yeah i don't know is there quick just because she said is there another option hmm. is there another option because i'm racking my brain and i'm like so a so die on the vine or a confront com- confrontation, a confrontation or die, die on the vine, vine. that's it can you engineer a case where they stop being your friend? Right. You're just, a, you're just a shitty friend to them so that they're the ones that have to. Start sending yeah. her mysterious this is... <laughs> letters. <laughs> yeah, this is not, by the way, this is not a good option. I'm not Start, saying. This might be the option. Start sending her letters from someone who is threatening to kidnap you. Oh, no, say, send her a letter that says they've kidnapped you. Uh-huh, and if she doesn't uh-huh. pay the ransom cut her out <laughs> so yeah your test so test them so yeah the, yes, another option is yes, test, test, test their friendship the and, if, and if they are someone that comes through in a pinch like a kidnapping right a that's ra- a pinch a yeah. ransom <laughs> hey. how much is the ransom though because if somebody came to me and was like give us half a billion dollars or she gets it i'm like right. i ain't got that or your high right. school friend i'm not it. liquid i'm not liquid in that no. way <laughs> no you're right but I do like the start. You yes, I think you could engineer she could a kidnap. Just say, yeah, it doesn't even have to be money. It could say I'm and I'm I kidnapped her, but I'm already sick of her. Can you come pick her up? <laughs> Although <It's>, I'll, yes, <laughs> I'll throw this at you. <laughs> the mysterious le- uh, look. Actually, here's a good way to to, to just like put a, a, a I was gonna say exclamation mark on this, but more like a period on this. Okay. 
write a letter mm-hmm. and be like, hey, during during the Coco, I decided to, I'm, I'm taking a, a, up letters again, writing real letters, uh-huh. not email. They're so ephemeral. I want mm-hmm. this, I want our correspondence to be, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. to be bound in a book after our after our demise. Okay. All right. If she never answers back, then that's just the end of the friendship, right? right? And it sounds like she won't answer back. Correct. So yeah. there, uh, you have an epistolary end. Okay. I like that. To the friendship. By not having someone reply to your letters. Right. She'll reply to an email. She'll reply to a phone call or a text or something like that. Or oh, DM. I see. The letters but, are the but real a letter, test. The letter is the real for, test. For this, uh, for this lady. Yeah for this bad friend that's yep. a step too far she won't do it so you can just be like oh she didn't uh, now i have my i have my proof i have my case right and you supported the u.s postal service yeah and yes. you supported the u.s there postal you go and for those listening epistolary means uh in the form of letters <laughs> i just looked it up nice nice i love that you looked that up i didn't know but i just kind of went with it because i do that when he uses words i don't know i just try <laughs> to like use context clues and i just was like uh-huh <laughs> Cause, Cause, you know what? I ain't giving him the satisfaction of knowing I don't know the word. Andy's such a damn smarty pants. Sometimes I can't even. He up in here with his words. I'm like, I get it. You went to grad school. Zero, zero satisfaction. Zero satisfaction. If anything, it's alienating. <laughs> All right. This one comes to us anonymous on Instagram. Oh, I love when it's anon. It's probably juicy. And this means it's written? Yes. Okay. Yes. This one's epistolary. <laughs> uh, hi, Eddie and Naomi. I love your pod. I truly believe the best way to appreciate a bitch is to miss a bitch. Yep. We have a catchphrase. Gotta miss a bitch. To uh, For a relationship to thrive, you must have time apart. Yes. I love you it. You gotta miss a bitch. Writing it down. <laughs> so, my boyfriend and I have been together almost two years, and it's long distance, like international long distance, which was fine when we were seeing each other every few months. But with COVID, it's a lot harder. Beth, I thought this was this was good, because weren't you and uh, the, your, uh, your now ex, weren't you guys long distance for a while? You know, my first boyfriend I was, he was in Ohio when I was here, like when oh. I first moved to LA, but the Canadian, he moved ah, right when the movie ended. He was already planning oh, to do ready. that. He was yeah. ready. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But as a couple, we work so well together. He always knows how to make me laugh when I'm having an anxious day, and he is the most loving person, a loyal son, brother. Son slash brother. Son slash brother. <laughs> son brother. Ew. A, okay, now, a, now I'm following. Now I'm following. Yes. He's a loyal <laughs> son to his parents and a loyal brother to his siblings. I think we could have a serious future together. But of course, distance is a huge obstacle. And this one other thing. Dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. dot. <gasps> Cutting to the chase, his parents are biological cousins. <gasps> and there I just got chills. <laughs> like when, it's I told so you, when it's anonymous. When it's anonymous, it is coming in hot. Okay, let's go ahead. Uh, and there is such a stigma about that in the U.S. that I feel like it fucks with my head. I know it's not his fault, obviously, and it's not like his family is super weird or backward. I think it's more normal in his culture. But I also think it might play a role in some health problems he has. Jesus. An inbred blue blood? Uh, so is it shitty of me... Uh, uh, anonymous not right that last right, part. Right, okay, <laughs> like, no. So is it shitty of me to feel weird about it? And to worry about what could happen if we end up together and decide to have biological kids. I've never talked about this with him. Thanks for any insights. Okay, wow. so this is no right or wrong. These are just insights. Because uh, um, she, because, because they're saying, is it wrong to talk about 
wrong, it's to, wrong bring to feel it up, weird. To feel no, weird and to bring it up. Yeah, they're just basically saying, "Are my feelings wrong?" It's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. You, like, I mean, ha- my. Well, God. okay. Let me first ask you this, Beth. If you were dating someone and you found out their parents were biological cousins, like For, that, that basically means first cousins, right? Yes. That means. That yeah. means yes. Like if I married my mom's sister's son. Yep. 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 I just wanted yep. to kind of say that out loud yep. so we all had a good yep. idea. Yeah, of just visualize that. Yeah. yeah, that look, directly. I have some very handsome cousins. <laughs> but so you could, yeah. I'm not sure. gonna be sleeping with them and procreating, but they, right. but they did, they and they had this wonderful man who's He's a good man. A loyal son and but brother he has some with health problems. With health, with some. Does, yeah, I was gonna say, does he have any health problems? That would be interesting. That's but yeah. That's what she's she saying said. she's like, I think it might be part of the reason. It might be contribute to the health problems he has. And that's oh, what I Andy missed said. that part. Maybe oh. I was like, I was writing notes. <laughs> no, he was like, yeah. He, but I think I also think it might play a role in some health problems he has. Okay, so you know yes. what my mind was already going was just to the kids. You were that stuck, they yeah, might yeah. have. Well, she, exactly, because she's like, I, I wonder, like, you know, I am concerned about procreating with him. Should we have a conversation about it? Wow, I wonder what his health problems are now. I'm so curious about that. I know. Right, because what I'm imagining now problems? is, like, a frail Hungarian prince. <laughs> Hungarian prince. I mean, I think cousins, would. I think the frail and, like, that's, like, siblings, when siblings marry. That's what it's real. I okay. think in cousins you have a little more Genetic diversity. I'm, I, yeah, a little I'm more the dramaturg. Okay, yes, oh my gosh, she's getting, yeah. First cousins are somewhat more likely than unrelated parents to have a child with a serious birth defect. Wow. Mental mental retardation or genetic disease, but their increased risk is nowhere near as large as most people think, the scientists okay. said. Okay. This, this is, oh, oh, that was 2002, and I'm not exactly sure. It looks like maybe from New York Times, no, New York Times 04 says, few risks seen to the children of first cousins. Okay, Were they just writing that though because Giuliani was in power oh, and he maybe. married his cousin? Oh, and they yeah, just wanted did. to, and they were just like, uh, oh, we better appease this, uh, this weird Nosferatu looking creep. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. it, I, I mean, I'm not willing to pay, so it's not going to show me. No, no, no. You must, you must not go behind the paywall for this. No. I mean, because here's the thing we don't even, do, like, the point is you are not shitty for feeling weird about it. Um, mm-hmm. obvi- like we're the three of us are sitting here talking about it, like as Americans, and you're saying maybe in this is culture it is more common. It certainly isn't um, common here, and it is like not just not common. It's like it is taboo here. It is yeah. like a big deal. To it's do like that here. it's like the B story of a play here. Right, 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 like right. a dramatic reveal. Yes, right, 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 right. It is a dramatic reveal. Yes. Um, you it's know, the end of the first act. Yeah. But then at the same time, here's another thing that I will say though, like. In his family, like, is that something that they talk about openly? Because I guess I'm like, you don't have to tell people. Like, if he were to come visit or move here, you're, it's like you meet his mom and dad, and you don't go, they're cousins, too. But unless right. that is something they do talk about, you know, it can be between you guys. Um, That's true. That's but then I also point. think that, like, the health stuff, I think you should talk to him about it. Again, it's been two years you are very close. You haven't brought it up. Honestly, I'm impressed that you managed to go two years without getting into this. Yeah. I but he must he, have told her then. Like, well, like, right. He told right. her their cousins. It, but I'm saying, like, you haven't talked about, like, your worries around, right. like, procreating with this guy because of whatever his issues are. I mean, because that's why I, th- I think it's also, like, it is worth talking about because it's something that should you, should you feel like you, you want to stay with this person and get to that step? 
you can always go to a doctor who will just yeah. run. Some, you know what I mean? Like you can get your answers pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. Also, you don't have to have biological children. That's, That's also right. true too. We, we live in a hell world, and there are plenty of children that need you homes. Need homes. Yep. Yep. There are ways you can. You if, can if, yeah. It really is something that plagues your brain, and you want to have children with this person. Uh, adoption. She's not is, even sure you know, if she wants to stay with him. Sorry. Well, exactly. Oh. No, no, no. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you took notes. You know, it's like the question yeah. is between like the COVID and. She said, yeah. "You know, we work well together," and in my head, I look. No judgment. I have been in many long distance relationships. They can't leave if they're already gone. But I feel like <laughs> it's just how well do you know you work together? Yeah. You know, because you're not in the same city and it really is so different. She knows that. She knows yeah. that it would drastically change, not to mention when you we've all seen a bit of ninety day fiance. Hello. You know, are you going there? Is he coming here? That's a whole that's a potential culture shock. Yeah, uh, depending and also, on we don't know from. where we don't know where and he I is. That's where she's it, going, right? Like, we don't know what culture she's referring to. Right. And to so, me, the most valuable takeaway is what you're saying, which is that I think, unfortunately, not enough Americans think about this, which is geographically, it makes a difference on some of these issues. Uh -huh. Even something like in our culture, uh, unacceptable, uh, uh, criminal for someone to sleep with, have sex with someone under 18. In other countries, perfectly acceptable to wife and have children with a 13-year-old. And it, for us to, for Americans to look at it and say, ew, you're disgusting. It's like, geographically, things are different between cultures. I don't want to go to that place, though. <laughs> I know, you're I know. You're your 13-year-old mother of two. I'm with you, but I, I just have to say, sometimes we're, we don't always, we think our way is the best way. And, I, and this is starting to sound like I really want people to have children at 13. Um, but I just mean, it is an interesting factor that I think we don't always think about, which is, mm -hmm. right. it's not for us, but I, it's for other people in countries sometimes. Yeah, but, there but, is some degree, there is some degree of cultural relativism. Some degree, still not with the thirteen-year-olds marrying. No, however, no. Right. that's why that's why I'm qualified. Maybe that wasn't some. the maybe that wasn't the best example. <laughs> no, but I'm like, there are some cultures where you have cheese and baguettes for lunch. In sure. some cultures, where thirteen-year-olds are well, wives. <laughs> I'm trying to find a. To be honest, I don't even know what culture I was talking about. I know, I'm like, I'm like, this is um, a terrible place. But, yeah. No, but no, but I do know what you're saying, like with the with the cousin thing, because. Yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, not everybody needs to know his business, his parents' business. But yeah. here's the thing: it's not necessarily about what other. It's not about what other people think. It's like you know, we're talking about how I need to grow and change. Forget about what other people think. What do you think? And you seem to be a little concerned. And I wonder if, due to the cocoa, you know, again, you've had what four or five months away from this person. You're starting to think about some of these other things. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what I I, I was going to throw out. I wonder if this is an excuse. What? If like there is some like if this person is trying to come up with some reasons why it might it like when Beth what what's the thing you quoted the part you quoted? Let me see. That like stuck out to you. I still have it up. Uh, what do you mean? Sometimes I believe that love. But as a couple, we work so well. Oh no! no, 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 no. But as a couple, we we work so well together. He always part. knows how to make oh, me laugh, yeah. and he's we wonderful. We work well together. I some, think we could have a serious future together. Yes. But of course, I, I wonder if this person is, uh, maybe I'm, I'm really reaching with this, but I wonder if this person is like trying to find some reason, like they're, like they're um, saying this through gritted teeth. Again, I'm putting this on them. They're, it's not there in the right, text. Of course. I'm reading into the text uh, with uh, 
Yeah. A, uh, a International. New <laughs> Work well together. Loyal son and brother. Listing all these good qualities. Serious future. But. Like, I if that's stuff. Okay, she's saying the stigma fucks. She feels like the stigma fucks with her head around the cousins. I, I know it's not his fault, and it's not like his family is super weird or backwards. But I do think it, you know, mm. relates to his health problems. Um, I mean, like, look, with the, the bottom line is if it's not something that is uh, it's not this person's fault, it's not their fault of course. that their parents are cousins. Right. Uh, if you, you can't get past it, then you should break up with them. Like, if, the, if it really is something that you can't, like, like you're smooching and all you can think of is, like, cousins – well, All you can think of his cousins. I think you need to have a conversation with him. Because I was just going to say that. You just got to do it. I was going to say, just how about you just say, th- I'm glad you shared that with me. I know we're from different places, but I'm just curious. Do you have any feelings about the fact that your parents are first cousins? And do you have any qualms about, you know, potentially procreating or having kids of your own? Or is that not an issue for you at all? Right, right. Because um, you can't have a future with somebody who you're not talking openly with. Oh, so yes. you say you see this future with him. H- had a conversation. I think, I think, or a couple conversations. You know, what I mean? it may take time. And in a way, right, as you said, you know, you're saying earlier, Beth, how like in some ways the cocoa can be a blessing and that maybe this distance is good because you can have a, I don't know. And you know this maybe better, Beth, as a, someone who's been in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Sometimes it can be good to have a hard conversation because then you can go away and process and there's no like, I'm staying up in your bedroom till four in the morning and we're hurting each other. But on the other hand, sometimes you do get in a fight and you wish you could have FaceTime and like be physically together. I don't know which is better. I know. I know sometimes it helps to, you know, physically touch or hold a hand while you're talking, but. Yeah. Well, we can't do that till 2027 anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I think too, another thing, even though she wrote in and obviously it's on her mind. The other thing is, you don't have to make a decision right now. You you're, you're you don't have a wedding tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying like avoid it, but I'm just saying like when the time is right, because it's not like you have to make a hard decision right now about right. it. Right. Yeah, k- kick the uh, kick the ball down the road. Kick the can down the road. Kick no, it's I disagree. It's been road. two years, and I think you need to just talk. Oh, is it two I, years? They've been together two years. I say wait I, till yeah. you are about to get married and then do it on the altar. Good idea. Okay. Speak now or forever hold your peace, bride. <laughs> <laughs> Speak now if you are married to your first cousin. <laughs> yeah, mean, all the all the married first cousins in the audience say, hey. <laughs> oh. And that's how you do the conf- confrontation. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> don't listen. Uh, listener, do not listen to that. That was a. Uh, don't. Yeah, don't. I do was it. having a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. He was being a scamp. You know how Andy liked to be a scamp. I'm a scamp. <laughs> uh, Beth, yeah. what a delight this has been. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's good to see your shining face, and I can't wait to watch your special yes. on HBO Max. Can't so wait. Happy. It was so great to see you guys and just, you know, talk, hang, not be alone. Yes, honey, we need it. We need it. Podcasting is the new therapy. <laughs> yeah, it's our connection. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also love your Instagram story. I just I did just go on a little camping trip uh, with yeah. some friends. They got tested before they showed up, and then I drove and met them at this RV camper. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, my friend Meredith, she she actually you might have met her actually at the Bell House. But she, oh, she gave you a ride. Oh my God, yes. She, she, she helped me. She dry, you have to get my food because you know and I'm you always go, ordering. Do you remember what you said to her? 
No. You go, if you trust me, she's like, she said, um, if you trust me, I'll give you a ride. You know, I'm best friend. I promise. I, and you're like, I am, you go, you're a white woman. I implicitly trust you. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. Honey, also, when I'm in Brooklyn and I live in Harlem, I trust anybody. Hey, I, can take, I go, get me over the bridge. Get hey. me over the bridge. There's a pirate-looking guy on, like, a <laughs> unicycle. He's like, I'll give you a ride. I'm like, no. I'll take it. I'll take it. You, I'll hold the, I'll sit on the handlebars. Okay? But she's been living. She's been living for your Meredith loves your, uh, your daily... Coco. My chronicles. I'm not yes. as up to date, honey, because the time I really thought I'd be doing them for like 60 days tops. And wait, what does <laughs> Meredith think of my scripts? <laughs> <laughs> she actually specifically said they sing. Oh, <laughs> Meredith. Oh, Meredith. Oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm so flattered. Even though this is all made up, I still feel good. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you needed it. You needed it. He needed it. It jumps off the page. Oh. <laughs> uh, Beth, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank I you for having you me. All. You the best time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com